It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. That's what we're going to do today. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the show. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Well, another week, another stimulus has been passed into law. And if you're eligible, you may have already received your $1,400 stimulus check. But there are significant details built into this new stimulus plan that could even influence when and how to file your 2020 tax return. We're hitting that and more in this episode. Oh, yeah, I think you just started <laughs> you, there. Hey, you pulled that off. Actually. Another, <laughs> another, what is it? Another day, another dollar. And this is an, another day, another trillion dollars. Well, it's so. another day, another dollar worth 50 cents. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. We're not, this, this is a show about financial planning. We're going to, we're going to help explain and break down everything that's, that's baked into this $1.9 trillion stimulus law and apply it to your situation. So if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. I've done a few videos about the the different components of this new law and received lots of questions, engagement. So reach out to us. Uh, you can do so a few different ways. Call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Wisemoneyshow.com is where you can leave questions online and then all over social media. Just search the Wise Money Show. Follow us there and and submit questions that way as well. So the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, that is a mouthful. And I, I don't think that's really a good acronym. Normally they have some creative. Kevin, you've got you've had some ideas, right? Well, I, I suggested they call it the Community Rescue America Plan. Got it. Uh, okay, I, I, it's it's hard to even keep these straight, but this is this is another 1.9 trillion dollars, big stimulus. But here's the thing: it was passed into law on the 11th, or signed into law on on March 11th. But then there's been this mad scramble with the IRS because so much of this has tax implications, and that's where I want to start. You know, let's start with unemployment, with the unemployment changes, the unemployment um, tax law changes. Yeah, and I think it's important to understand it, if this had been done towards the middle or the end of a year, then it would not be, it'd be kind of a non-event because yeah. everything that was happening in that year would be impacted. But because it was passed now, it it addresses what's going, what's happened and happening in this year, but also some stuff that happened last year. Yeah, retroactively, I I've said on a normal a number of occasions, I wish I could be a fly on the wall at the IRS right now. Yeah, because they have to be screaming. You know, this congressional act has basically sent them into a frenzy. They have to figure out how to retool their systems, get ready to change a whole bunch of tax returns that have already been filed. And uh, it's because the laws changed retroactively, and specifically this unemployment rule. If if you were one of what twenty five percent of Americans were collecting unemployment at one point last year, crazy. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so if if that was you, you're impacted by this law because now the unemployment that you received, the first ten thousand two hundred dollars of it, and that's per person too. So if you and your spouse, 
Yeah. We're both collecting. This is a pretty significant windfall. It's excluded. It's it's eliminated from your tax return. And uh, what we've been scrambling around to figure out is, well, boy, do we need to go back and amend a bunch of tax returns that we just filed maybe a couple weeks ago? Uh, now the IRS is coming out hinting at maybe they'll find a way to get you your refund without you having to, to file if you trust them to get yeah, get then the you're going right. to you're, you're gonna need to double check. You're going to need to double check that. So here's the thing. You've got to be eligible for that. And to be eligible, you your income needs to be below $150,000 for married filing jointly. And then that's half of that for single. So, so $75,000. But we're still waiting for some guidance from the IRS as to how they're going to calculate that $150,000. Say, for example, your total income was $155,000. But... 10,200 of that was unemployment. Well, do you qualify for this unemployment benefit or not? We're still Mm -hmm. waiting on that. We're also still waiting on the states to determine whether they're going to tax it or not. And from what we've seen, they're taxing it. You know, there's a few states out there that, well, don't have state tax. Love them. Love it. (laughs) Uh, California, a few others don't tax unemployment benefits. That's great. But for states that do, and here in northern Indiana and in Michigan, they tax it, and they're still going to tax it. It's what they've said thus far. So um, a couple other other things to point out here. This is a 2020 law only. So they've expanded. We're going to talk more about unemployment changes and whatever. And and so lots of people that this week we had 800,000 more new people apply for unemployment. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's still more than any weekly number during the 08 financial crisis, I believe. I don't think it got up that high on wow. a per week basis. And so this is still alarmingly high levels, but this is a 2020 tax change only. Okay. So maybe they'll apply it. For 2021 and the next stimulus, <laughs> I, I just winked there, um, but we'll see. So, you know, so this is a show about financial planning. We have to keep reminding mm-hmm. ourselves of this, and so we're not going to give opinions on the, you know, how how strong this plan is, or or maybe unintended consequences down the road. We want to focus on well, what are the things that you can do to implement. Uh, what are the, the changes you could make to help you be eligible for some of these things? And if there, anytime that there's a tax law that is passed and there's some folks who will get, get access to these benefits and some won't, there's always people who are kind of on the bubble, right? Your income maybe just barely spilled over the threshold and, and you lost some of these, these good benefits. Well, there are still things that you could be doing to help make yourself eligible for these. Mm-hmm. And, and this is part of financial planning. It's looking within your control, what are the things that you can do to, to take advantage of the laws as they get passed for your benefit and your, your family? So speaking of, they came out and they've delayed the tax filing deadline for federal returns to May 17th, as opposed to April 15th. And guys, I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe the HSA contribution limits, IRA contribution limits, those deadlines are the tax filing deadline. That's my understanding as well. So as opposed to stating April 15. So like Josh mentioned, you now have an extra month potentially to file your federal tax return. And if you now know that there's this potential benefit out there, you might, and you've got your $1,400 stimulus or whatever, which we're going to talk more about here in just a minute. 
if if you've got some resources now and say, gosh, maybe I should max out my HSA. Maybe I should max out my traditional IRA. And that can squeeze your income down to the point where you now qualify for some of these benefits or more of the benefit than you would have otherwise could be a great deal. That's comprehensive financial planning right there. That's exactly right. If you now have resources and you have a little bit more time, how do you plan wisely to take advantage of it? And uh, that, that's what we're trying to give you hints towards today is yeah. giving you some tips, things that maybe you ought to be considering before we get to these new deadlines of May 17th. And if you're listening today and you say, well, this has nothing to do with me. My, I, I, I don't qualify for any of this. I would, I would be looking for the people in your life that, that may qualify for it. And I tell them, hey, tune in because this, this is an important time in, in the history of your financial life to be aware of what's going on. And a lot of people aren't interested. That's fine. Get, get connected with someone who is and can walk you through it. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to dive into all of the details because, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. There's the, the unemployment issue here, the unemployment uh, income not being part of your federal tax return, that's kind of the headliner, okay? Mm -hmm. But there are more changes to unemployment income period. There's obviously the direct stimulus payment. There's changes to child tax credit. There's changes to premium tax credit. There's changes to to dependent care credit. All of that we're getting into. That and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Some of the uh, the law changes in the new stimulus impact when and how you should file your your tax return. Right? <laughs> right, guys? There's an internal joke happening oh, in the is. Wise Money studio here. But listen, this you might want to amend. You might want to delay filing. You might want to take some proactive steps before you file your taxes Right now, we're helping you with it. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name's Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFC studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Go check it out wherever you listen. Just search the Wise Money Show. Subscribe to it or follow us there and rate the show as well. Okay, let me quickly hit unemployment changes, and then we'll get into kind of tax filing changes. So unemployment $10,200 of your unemployment is could be federally tax-free, still likely taxed to the state, federally tax-free if you qualify. To qualify, your income needs to be below $150,000 at married filing joint or $75,000. Um, it's for 2020 only. And uh, if you've already filed, you may have to amend or the IRS might just issue, hey, here's your here's your refund. Um, the other thing with unemployment also in the $1.9 trillion stimulus plan is they've extended the additional $300 uh, uh, pandemic assistance uh, per week. So $300 extra per week on your unemployment benefits. They've extended that. It's set to run out mid-March. They've extended it through, through the first week of September. And so uh, the House plan wanted it to be $400. Senate passed $300. And that's the bill. That's that's the one the president signed. So, um, so those are the updates on unemployment. Now, unemployment taxation. This benefit 
impacts when you should file your tax return, but so do the direct stimulus payments. So really quick, the direct stimulus payment, you know, what were the changes here and then how should it influence your tax filing? Uh, see, I would have said that this is the headliner yeah. <laughs> that most people are, are caring about because it affects so many Americans. And this is another round of checks being deposited into your bank account or, uh, you know, put in your mailbox for you. Um, this round is $1,400 per person, and it's covering more people because if if you had kids who uh, were over age, was it over age 17 last year? Mm-hmm. There, there was a chunk 17 of, or older. 17 or older, thank you. There, there were a chunk of kids who maybe were in college or finishing up high school that just got left out in the cold last time. Apparently, not intentionally, but I mean, wow, that's that's a pretty big oversight. Yeah. And it, you know, got a lot of news and a lot of complaints from people. It, but it, they've solved that for this round. Yeah. More people will be getting it. It's fourteen hundred dollars per per person. But there's also these these phase outs, these thresholds that your income has to stay below in order to qualify for the fourteen hundred. That's where I wonder if net 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 fewer people will actually be receiving it because for married filing jointly, if your income was above one hundred and fifty thousand. For the first two stimulus uh, payments paid out in in 2020, so April of 2020 and then December January uh, timeframe, if your income was above 150 thousand, it started to get phased out, and then but you still got something as long as your income was below 200 thousand. Well, they've changed that for this third stimulus, and it's 150 to 160. I mean, that's not much runway there. Right. Much more narrow range of income for you to be able to qualify. And we're talking about married folks. If if you're single, you cut the number in half. It's it's 75,000. Right? 75 and then 80. <laughs> That's crazy. Even even and, tighter. And so okay, so the past stimulus, the phase out was 150 to 200. The current phase out is 150 to 160. Now, we've been saying income, but actually it's your adjusted right. gross income. Mm-hmm. So that can be confusing because you might make 170000 but you put 20000 into your 401k at work. If that's the case, your adjusted gross income, if it's that simple, would be one hundred and fifty, and you'd, you'd fully qualify. So this is where most folks, um, or I'd say a good number of folks don't look at their tax returns after they've reviewed it with their fin- certified financial planner. After they've done the review, they put it in the envelope and never look at it again, mm-hmm. hopefully. You want to pay attention to what is my adjusted gross income because there are incredible opportunities potentially for you, This, even if you're north of $150,000. let us just leave it there. Okay, so maybe we need to talk also about the things that you can do to adjust that yeah. adjusted gross income. You know, Kevin mentioned right off the, the, the top, when you're getting paid, you can have money going into your 401k or other pre-tax accounts at work, and that helps squeeze down your adjusted gross income. But even now, I mean, here, here we are in March of 2021, there's still things that you could do to affect last year's income. It's things like health savings account contributions. Those, mm-hmm. those you have up until your tax filing deadline to get that done. Uh, a traditional IRA contribution is another one. These go in before taxes. And when we say before taxes, we're reducing the amount of income that lands on that particular line, the adjusted gross income. So again, as we mentioned in the last, uh, last segment, 
there are things that you can still be doing to help get yourself down into the right range to qualify for some of these benefits in the stimulus package. For last year, and a lot of, I've met with a number of folks that didn't realize they were eligible to make a traditional deductible IRA contribution for last year. Yeah. So the eligibility, it is it can be somewhat confusing. So work with your certified financial planner on this. And if your income is somewhere between 150 and 200,000, I would look and say, is there any way I can target my income for 2021 to be at 150? What could I do? And does it make sense to, to twist yourself into a pretzel to get to 150,000? Well, one of the ways you could twist yourself into a pretzel is by changing or adjusting the timing of when you file your returns too. So if you have not yet filed your 2020 return, the latest return that's actually on file with the IRS is your 2019 return, right? Correct. And, and that's what they're going to look at to determine whether or not you're eligible for uh, benefits for last year and prepayment of benef- benefits this year. Yeah. I think we're mixing metaphors, though, because there's a distinction without a difference. We, <laughs> you're, you're, we're talking about two different stimulus programs. One is I've got a range of 200 down to 150. And so that's a bigger target. The new target for your 2021 return, mm-hmm. which you won't file until April, uh, let's say May 15th <laughs> of 2022, <laughs> the new target is somewhere between 150 to 160. Yeah. And some of you listening might say, well, I'll never make that much. And some of you listening might say, I'll never make that little. So think Goldilocks and the three bears. I make too much, I make too little. But if you're in the just right category and your income is north of 160, but not too far north, you there may be things that you could do this year mm-hmm. to bring that income down. And it may be worth looking to say, hey, I've been making Roth contributions to my 401k. Maybe instead of Roth contributions, it should be pre-tax contributions. Everything has changed because of this, right? Here's the thing. I mean, and, and we're still, we're are we even halfway through explaining these details of the new stimulus plan? Um, but if, if there was one thing that we would impress upon you, it's that you need comprehensive financial planning, all six areas of your financial life being analyzed and, and, and considered together when you're making financial decisions. Tax planning is one of those six areas. And the whole purpose of tax planning is to identify opportunities and avoid surprises. There's a ton more opportunities than you would have ever thought. They all changed. Mm -hmm. And if you're working with just an investment salesperson who probably has a bunch of branches and all of that sort of stuff, they're not going to help you identify these opportunities. Your certified financial planner will. And then they've got the context to not only identify the opportunities, but say, this is the one you should jump on. No, you should pass on these. So... We're going to help break down the other components of the, of the new stimulus bill. We've got that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If you've got youthful kids that you claim on your tax return, I hope you claim on your tax return if they're your kids. They now just gave you more tax benefit. There's a bigger credit for this year. It might even result in you getting 
some money every single month. We're talking about that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KHG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Go to YouTube. Search the Wise Money Show and subscribe to it. Follow us there and leave comments as well. We appreciate that. All right. So before we get into the child tax credit, Kevin, I mean, what's what's the public service announcement here? The public service announcement is you want to be collaborating and co-creating with your certified financial planner. So I took a, a return that we had prepared and met with a client last night. And we, I said, okay, here's your finished return, but we're not ready to file it yet. Let's look at what the opportunities are for you because the opportunities included them having to write a check in order to improve the, the tax return that they were going to get. Uh, they were, they're in a position to get a return on federal and state. And they were amazed at how funding a traditional deductible IRA for her changed what not only what they got for st- stimulus for last year, but federal and state. And they said, well, that's a no-brainer. But most people don't have the opportunity to select the, hey, that's a no-brainer, I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, after the appointment, uh, I was talking with Brandon and Lance, a couple of our uh, financial advisors who also... <laughs> Brendan. Yes. Brendan. I was talking to him, too. So Brendan, Brandon, and Lance. And I said, well, what should you do before you file your tax return? And so, but the thing is, it was it's very interesting because I, I was saying, hey, this return goes out 99% of the doors in America without ever being analyzed to say, what are the opportunities? Mm-hmm. And Lance said, well, listen, it's almost impossible when you're, when you're preparing a tax return to see what are the opportunities. It's a different side of your yes. brain. It's the creative side of your brain. That's that's different than right. the... So he was saying how you you have to, if you're baking the cake, you got to put all the ingredients in, get them all mixed together, and then bake it. And then after the cake is baked, then look at it. Yeah. And I can tell you this, the mistakes that I found in the, the returns that we've prepared as a firm, I'd love to tell you that we're 110% correct, and we're probably only 99%. So that 1% of mistakes that we find, I I will prepare for an appointment, review the return, everything looks good. I'll sit across the table from a client, walk through the numbers, and say, well, this is where this number came from. This is where this number came from. This, n- oh, oh, sh- okay, okay, yeah. hold on. Let's take a look. And so you back back it up, and you take a look, and you're like, oh, so we we missed that, or 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 whatever. So it's very important, you know. You you want to put faith in this process. Hey, I bring in my shoebox, I give it to my accountant. They have their visor, their pencil, their pocket protector, and they get the they get the return right. And I walk out the door, and there's nothing that I have to do other than pay the invoice. No, no, no. I would encourage you to to collaborate and co-create with your certified financial planner. They they are going to bring the creativity to the table to help you figure these things out. Yeah, if the final step of your tax return being prepared is come on in, pick it up, sign here, sign there, you're done for the year, then you've missed the most important part. And that is stopping long enough to ask yourself, what could you do differently, either in the coming year to improve next year's picture or even yet now for for the prior year, there may still be some things that you could do from a planning perspective. So don't skip that step. That's kind of the the moral of the story there. Yeah. All right. 
Now, back to the details. Child tax credit changed. And it's for 2021 only, but guys, they're they're going to try and make this permanent. Yeah. So, so here's the here's the thing. So, child tax credit it previously was just a thousand bucks. I'm not going to go back that far, but it's it's been two thousand dollars if your adjusted gross income uh, married is less than four hundred thousand dollars. Okay, it's two grand per kiddo that is age. 16 or younger so for whatever reason when they turn 17 no more credit okay well in the stimulus in the the american rescue plan act um it's it it they increase it from 2000 to 3000 okay include 17 year old kids so now it's 17 and younger and if that kiddo is younger than age six then it's thirty six hundred dollars, but there's but there's a catch. It's only those higher amounts if your income, married filing joint, is below one hundred and fifty thousand. If it's above, it starts phasing out, and then if you're above two hundred thousand, so your income's between two hundred and four hundred, then you still just get the flat two grand. That's a lot of numbers right there. Wow. But the 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 gist of that is. They raise the child tax credit for some people, depending on their income. But the yeah, the big one is they finally dealt with that that pesky seventeen year old who wasn't getting the the credit. They're not quite an adult, so they're still a child, but they weren't getting the credit in the past. Who now, came up with that idea in the first place? I mean, eighteen is a it, it's a milestone birthday. Why at seventeen was this credit originally set up to expire? So anyway, I think this, someone so, wrote it so wrong. So here's so the the probably the, the, the summary <laughs> is you need to look at your income and work with your certified financial planner. I think I've already said that in the segment, but look at your income because if you're if you're close to certain thresholds, you may want to look at how can I manipulate my income. That's right, legally. Now, but there that's not all. I feel like I've, uh, I, I'm on an infomercial. That's not all. They're also, <laughs> they were instructed, it's who's they? The Congress in the law instructed the IRS to set up a system so that they can send this child tax credit to people in advance on a monthly basis starting in July. So instead of getting it at, on, on your on your tax return as a tax credit, you now get a basic income. And I'm using that phrase intentionally because that's what it reminds me of. Get, yeah. a, get an income amount every single month so it no longer is a credit on your return. It's just a monthly income amount. The government's giving you an allowance now, to raise why, your kids. Now, why would they set that up? Why would they set that up if this is really just a one-year thing? Well, the law says it's just a one-year thing. It's 2021 only. But it seems as though in the next stimulus or the one after that or the three or four after that, that maybe this thing gets permanently changed. You think we'll about see. the infrastructure that would be needed to pull that off, to right. get these checks out to families, to figure out who qualifies, is know your, the age of the kids, yeah, all of that. Your, your, your date of birth, your kid's date of birth isn't even in the tax, on your tax return. It's just a check box. Now, when you're filling out your return, you've got to put it in the software. But I don't think you're your age actually goes through your tax return. I don't think it does. Well, it'll I'll have gonna, to now. Yeah, I, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it 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 has to, and it, it, the the connection is your social security number. Yeah, they it, could uh, get it. Yes, right. So they they've they've got to have it because they they will do this. But this this is where it gets really 
really, really interesting and you need to have a plan because if your income, think if your income was higher last year and you have a bunch of kids and it's lower this year, so you'd qualify to get those payments? Yeah, there's uh, there's one other. Are you going to talk about a caveat with this? Because my concern is, I think I read that you may have to pay this back if it turns out that you were not eligible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So this could be a potential trap for some folks. There's is that one, what you're referring you, to? I'm talking about universal, basic, retroactive, pay the government back your income. Yeah. <laughs> so plan, planning nice. is needed. There's there's one nice other to it. there's one other thing here that is in regards to. If you're on Affordable Care Act, healthcare.gov, marketplace insurance, all sorts of names for it, um, there's some pretty sweet features in the new uh, Stimulus Plan Act to to um, that change these rules on your premium tax credit, whether you'd have to pay any of that back, what your income levels are. So make sure you're talking to your certified financial planner when making those decisions. All right, we've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. The new stimulus plan actually paved the way for more student loan forgiveness. It's not baked in, but it's sort of prepared the soil. We'll explain that and more coming up right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name's Mike Bernard here with me in the KFC studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Follow us online, wisemoneyshow.com and then all over social media. Just follow us there. Search the Wise Money Show and uh, submit questions there as well. All right. So we've been covering all of the different details that are likely going to apply to you. Uh, from the new, what are they calling it? The American Rescue Plan Act. I don't know. I, to me, to my knowledge, this is the first stimulus that actually says Plan Act. Yeah, it I sounds don't redundant, know. doesn't it? it? it and uh, redundant. <laughs> sounds redundant again. And so uh, I don't know. But but we've been hitting those details. If you've missed anything, there's so much. There's so much. So catch it on the YouTube or catch it on uh, on podcast. But one of the other provisions within the 1.9 stimulus actually didn't really cost any money from what I can tell. It's just legislature that says, listen, if you're, if you have a student loan forgiven public or private, it's not taxable income. Yeah. And you kind of teased out in the last segment that um, maybe this is kind of setting the groundwork for another legislative initiative that has been well publicized uh, and that is to try to get more student loan forgiveness if if they were to just rush in and just start forgiving student loans the laws previously said that when you have a loan forgiven it's generally income to you so maybe your debt is forgiven but now you owe the government tax so it doesn't feel like a real huge win but now that tax that would be owed to the government has been eliminated, leaving the door open now. If if they start forgiving student loans, um, you know m- maybe it actually is a windfall for you. And just for the record, I would much rather pay the taxes on any debt that I have for than sure. repay the debt. Yeah, sure. 
So, so that's that's baked in here. The other one that I mentioned at, at the at, at the closing of the last segment was about these premium tax credits. So we're not going to get into all those details. Um, maybe we can hit some high levels, but the the big idea is if you're on COBRA, okay, and you're on unemployment, if you are on a healthcare.gov uh, plan or or Obamacare plan or Affordable Care Act plan or whatever, all sorts of terms for it. Um, you you need to sit down with your certified financial planner and a health insurance expert because the reason why I'd say both of those is because your taxes are intertwined and your health insurance expert doesn't know anything about your tax picture and that's fine that's appropriate that's not their skill set um, but your income now it used to be that if your income was above a certain amount four hundred percent of the poverty level okay um, then you didn't qualify for some premium tax credits, some subsidies. Well, if you had those that you had claimed in 2020 and they landed all on on your tax return, your 2020 tax return as extra tax, that extra tax is now not due. You can amend and get that money back or maybe they'll just send it back to you. For 20 that's for 2020. For 2021, they've removed that that cap of 400% of your um, of the poverty limit, and you can get subsidies, you can get a premium tax credit, even if your income's above that. And then the kicker is if you're on unemployment at all in 2021, you can get a silver plan for no cost. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. The, if you're on unemployment, the benefits to you keep on rolling, rolling along. The health insurance is going to get more affordable and better for you. Um, your benefit from the federal government of an extra $300 per week has been extended. And, um, and it, who knows what they're going to do with forgiving some of this unemployment income. We, we already said in an earlier segment that they're looking backwards to 2020 and forgiving or, or eliminating $10,200 worth of unemployment benefits. Who's to say that doesn't happen again in the future? So the, the point here is that they are targeting this legislation to help those who are on an, on unemployment, yeah. right? I mean, it, it's very, very pointed. Um, the, here's the point, though. Even if you're not on unemployment, some of these laws, if, if you are at all tied to the Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare plans, you may have previously done all the calculations and figured out exactly what it's going to cost you, and, and you came up with a, a great game plan for 2021. Now these rules may have just changed it all, and you need to revisit it. That's right. That's right. Okay, so let's, let's – I've got a few questions. And, uh, and so, you know, we've talked through, to me, the big components – now there's uh, there's some extensions and the um, the dependent care credits those have doubled your income can be higher and still receive some of those and so sit down with your certified financial planner do tax planning uh, of all years okay I'm just going to remind you the tax planning process every year when you get your tax return done you need to ask yourself three questions number one is do I understand where every number came from. That's what Kevin talked about a couple of segments ago where he sort of admitted that, yeah, listen, we've got a double check and triple check and thorough review of the tax returns that go out of the door here. And 
some stuff isn't caught until that very, very last review of every single number. Okay. You've got to understand where every number is coming from so that you know you've got an accurate return. But then second, the second question is before you file, is there anything you can do to capture an opportunity before you file this return? And that's the, you've got to, you've got to exercise that space right now. Okay. And evaluate because all, there's a whole bunch of new opportunities. And then the third question then is, all right, what new opportunities exist for me to go after this year? Okay. Those are the three questions. Now, with all that said, that's, that's really the story. That's the entire purpose of this show, even though the details are wild. All right. Now let's just take a step back. Should we expect higher inflation? Should we expect higher taxes? Should we expect higher markets? And I'm just going to lob that out there. And because of all this stimulus and everything else, higher inflation, higher taxes, higher markets, and leaving political affiliations aside, what, 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 are, what are the thoughts here? You have an opinion on that? Uh, like, like they <laughs> you say, have a strong opinion on that. Opinions are like <laughs> ear holes. Everyone's got two of them. So I've got a couple of opinions here. Uh, one opinion is that when you look at the CP lie and you say, okay, what has that been historically? And it's about 2%. Yeah. And so when you pretty stinking consistent around 2%. Miraculous. Yeah. So, but, but what people don't realize is, is what are the things that aren't factored in? Because people are listening to uh, Papa Jerome saying, hey, it's all going to be okay. We're going to control the stock market, the bond market. It's all going to be good. And there won't be any inflation. So I feel like we're some, in some cosmic Candyland game. And I, but yet when I look, when I go to the pump, I'm paying 50% more for, for, to fill yeah, up my tank. That, but, but the uh, gas, so I used that example the other day, and then I started thinking about it, and it's like the gas pump isn't even where real inflation is evident. You're, real inflation you're seeing in lumber costs and, and, and all sorts of things are just skyrocketing in price. Right, but the thing is people would look and say, well, wait a minute, it seems like the, the housing market, like it's more expensive to buy a house right now. And it, and it is, and you could say, well, that's, that's a function of supply and demand. And some of these things I do believe are temporary. Like there's a, you know, there's a short squeeze on lumber and, and up in Canada where they, they make a lot of the lumber that comes down to this country, the, um, they were concerned about social distancing for the lumberjacks and everything else. So it's just taken a while for the lumber business to get back online and get lumber down here. So my $2 two by four costs six bucks. That I believe that is probably temporary inflation, but some of these other costs, I don't, I, I too, too many dollars chasing after too few of goods, and I think guys, that just looks like what's happening, and it might be temporary. I don't know the future, but right. we've got an abundance of dollars chasing too few of goods. There's there's supply chain issues, all sorts of things that maybe get worked out, but. But to me, I think inflation, the, the seeds have been sown. What about taxes? Okay, so anytime the government is borrowing money by the trillions, my mind goes to, well, how, how, do, how do we pay that back someday? And this is, it, it either gets inflated to where it doesn't, uh, it, it's irrelevant because we do inflate our currency and so we're paying back these debts with cheap dollars. That may be happening. 
or you have to expect that there's going to be some some higher taxes out there in the future whether that's to pay additional debt service you know just like when the when you rack up a credit card debt and you feel the pain of that payment in the months that follow or the, even the years that follow the government will feel the pain of all this debt too because their interest expenses is increasing oh but remember the government doesn't feel pain mm. it, it's us the government doesn't have any money it's our money yep I, you're right. I don't know like i i do i think i think uh taxes are likely going to be on the rise if and and rumor the rumor mills have started right and and the state taxes and things. if you're a student of history just go back to 1919 to 1933 in germany the weimar republic and just go look at what happened yeah. look at what happens with a similar monetary policy and the the three most dangerous words in finance are it's different this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're good with numbers, maybe not with. <laughs> Here's the concern, and I, I don't know Grammar. how to say this without like sounding political or anything. But w- when taxes start rising here in the short term, a lot of the proposed new plans and, and policies, it's to pay for new spending, right? Uh, we're going to raise taxes so that we can give this benefit to our citizens. It's not to raise taxes and pay back yeah. the goodies we gave over the past 20 years, mm-hmm. right? right? And so those those debt obligations have the potential to just keep on growing. And at some point, you know, there, there's a day of reckoning on that, whether it's higher taxes or, you know, an impaired economy or who, who knows. But So let's, let's wrap up this... Uh this informal and, gathering and of, pos- the, of the Optimist Club. <laughs> um, and this is what I would tell you to do. Go meet with your certified financial planner. Have a plan for how are you, what what control do you have? You have 100% control over what happens with every dollar you have control over. Yeah. So right. I would I would give great attention and um I'd be thinking great creativity to your current financial situation. And and I would say make sure your time horizon for planning is longer than what it naturally feels like it ought to be. Don't focus on the short term right now. Focus on the long term. All right. That is all the time we have for today. If you missed anything, catch the podcast. Check uh, check the YouTube channel because there's a lot of details here. So on behalf of Josh, Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, myself, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.